to another spooky, scary episode of We Only Look Thin. I am your spooky, scary host, Donald Weigel, and I have lost a spooky, scary amount of weight. <laughs> you are taking this Count Floyd bit really far. Yeah, yeah, as far as it'll go. I can only do this once a year. Uh, I've lost a little over 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is the wonderful and talented... Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Ooh. I just took your uh, I just took your joke. I totally took his joke. Hi, this is Catherine Weigel of We Only Look Thin, and I have oh. lost 150 pounds. I thought you were Elvira, Mistress of the Dark Maybe for a second. Maybe more. Um, but yeah, hi, it is almost Halloween. Almost. In this episode, we are going to weigh and measure everything we say. Ordinarily, we just say whatever comes to mind. Yeah, we're going to be talking about stuff, but uh, but but Halloween is almost upon us. It is almost the witching hour, and if it is not Halloween and you are listening to this and you presently have candy corn in your mouth, it is not Halloween candy. <laughs> it's just candy. It's just candy. It is just candy. I know it is late in the month to tell you this, but uh, whatever you're eating that's not on Halloween is just candy. It's like we say that at uh, at Easter as well, uh, because people start eating Easter shaped. Is Easter a shape? Um, yes, Easter shaped, Easter shaped Reese's items. peanut butter cups. Yes, Halloween shaped peanut butter cups. Um, <laughs> don't be tempted by these. If your candy is shaped like a holiday, and you're, it's not the holiday itself. You're just eating candy. You're just eating candy. So watch out. So, uh, so this week we are going to give you uh, a tip of the week uh, involving. Lowering your expectations of yourself. Yes, and then we're going to dive into a do a deep, deep dive into the ins and outs of weighing and measuring things. We're math and people, uh, and then at the very end, we're going to give you a product of the week. Uh, and uh, I will save it's it's amazing, and it's uh, a spoiler, so I'm just going to save it till the very end. Isn't that spooky? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Yeah, uh, you're building suspense. I am. Um, so yeah, so Tao tip of the week. Tip of the tip week of the to you. So this may sound counterintuitive, but um, we are uh, working on a habits challenge in our accountability group, and uh, we have a habit goal each day. And I, my suggestion to you, wherever you are, is to reduce your goal to increase your goal reduce your goal to increase your goal how does that work (laughs) there's got to be a better way so um in june when our daughter uh, got out of school um i was averaging about nineteen thousand steps a day and then summer hit and uh, i was driving her to summer camp instead of walking her to school so that was about four or five thousand steps a day that i was that she was robbing me of because she wasn't going to summer school (laughs) um (laughs) accusing her of stealing (laughs) steps um but uh but i was averaging about twelve thousand steps a day and i wasn't even bothering trying to get to my nineteen thousand step goal because it was so far away um and then i decided that I would actually reduce my step goal to 15,000 steps a day. Oh. guess what happened? Uh, you stopped walking altogether. I started exceeding 15,000 steps a day. Oh. Which is really strange. That but is surprising. It is true. So I felt like my goal was so lofty and that I couldn't hit it. 
and it made me feel like a failure. So then I just stopped trying. So by reducing my target, it actually gave me more motivation to hit the target. So I was uh, getting upwards of like 16,000 steps a day. So I kind of, I know it's just a, a mental construct, but it actually really helped me um, push myself a little bit harder. So in reducing a goal, like say, for example, you have a goal of having um, 64 ounces of water a day. If you're never hitting that target, it feels like you're failing. Yeah, and, and maybe, you know, you, you don't hit it over and over again, and then you just think, oh, why should I even bother hitting, you know, even half that? So if you reduce it to 32 ounces a day, or even 16 ounces a day, you might actually find yourself working harder to hit that target. And it has definitely helped me. Um, I have kept my 15,000 step target, uh, even though, though she is back in school and she's not robbing me of my steps. And today <laughs> I have uh, 18,000 steps already. Yeah, uh, and so Heck yeah, you do. So, um, so the idea is to cut yourself some slack and to not put uh, pressure on yourself to hit a goal that you constantly keep missing. So by reducing the goal, you are more motivated to hit the goal. Now, Donald has kept his uh, step goal at a, a lofty 20,000 steps a day. And yeah, he- and I know there are days that I'm not going to hit that, but I just, it, I, I've adjusted my, my mental attitude to, you know, it, it's okay. And I still try and push myself to get as many steps as I can. And sometimes I surprise myself and I manage to hit the goal anyway. Um, but the idea is, you know, if you're getting discouraged and you, you have a bit of the all or nothing attitude, you know, if I, if I'm not going to hit my goal, I might as well not try very hard, then try maybe lowering your goal so that it pushes you to hit something. Yeah. So whether, uh, we had one person in our group who had, uh, a goal of 15 minutes of activity and she wasn't hitting it. And I suggested she reduce it to five minutes and it's, it's better than nothing. It's about consistency. It's about getting out there. It's about committing and working, sure your, working your way up. So what goal do you have that might be unrealistic that you can reduce? Whether it's how many pounds a week you lose or how much water you drink or how much activity you get. Um, what can you reduce to then maybe uh, help yourself move on a little bit further? So that's all I have to say about that. And that is your tip. Oh, the week. Tip of the week to ya. And also, uh, watch watch the Halloween candy, people. Come on, we're getting yeah. into the dark days now. Let's just keep, keep it classy. Keep it classy. <laughs> the dark don't, days. Don't start stealing candy from your kids or yeah. eating out of janky Don't like, demand treat that bowls. they offer you tribute. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if there's candy at work, keep it classy. Don't start stealing candy you don't even like. Like, somebody has, like, a bowl of gummy bears out on the counter you know Rob from accounting totally sneezed on that 20 minutes ago. You yeah, don't need that sure. janky old candy. You don't need to be eating candy you corn. You Rob from accounting. No, oh, you know him. So uh, so we're not giving you more tips. There's, we're, this is tip free. Yeah. We're yeah. free of tips. We've already given you your tips. Simmer down. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to do a deep, deep dive into tracking your food and weighing and measuring. And this uh, this topic was suggested on our Facebook page. Uh, find us on Facebook at We Only Look Thin. Search for that. Uh, by uh, avid listener, I assume she's an avid listener, Charlotte. Charlotte, again, that's the second shout out that Charlotte's gotten in a little while. So. <laughs> and Charlotte just got married. Happy marriage. Happy marriage, Charlotte. She posted it on Facebook, so everybody knows now. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to start with the tools that you will need in order to track. You got your hammers, you got your power saws, you got your drills. Mm, 
no, that's for tracking bears. Oh. Uh, we're not tracking bears. We're tracking okay. calories. So um, we are going to ask you, I, and I think many of you know about these things, but um, some people have measuring cups and measuring spoons. Yeah. Do you know that uh, heaping is not really a, an accurate measurement of peanut butter? Like, if you're like, huh. ooh, a tablespoon, and you're like, whatever can fit on the tablespoon yeah. is fair game. Whatever you stuff if on you there Jenga, that, you can, that you can balance, like, if you make like a cone, off, like a two foot tall yeah, like cone. In, like in, you know, I was going to say, if you build it, they will come, but that's the wrong movie. I was thinking that's of mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, that's mashed potatoes. And it's actually not even that movie, it's Close Encounters. <laughs> Anyway, um, people know about measuring cups and measuring spoons, and uh, the the lesser known cousin, the uh, the scale, the yes, food scale, the food which scale. we we suggested as a product that was of the a product week. Product of a week, very recently. Um, it is much more accurate than your heaping eyeball of peanut butter. Um, it is sobering how much I used to be able to fit on a tablespoon and thought it didn't count somehow because yeah. it fit well, on the tablespoon it didn't fall off the edge of the tablespoon so, so it must be all right get uh get a uh, food scale you can get them at bed bath and beyond with a 20 percent off coupon i think we also have uh, a link in our yeah, uh, in notes show notes of a couple episodes ago maybe i'll put some more in the show notes of this one some uh, food scales that are good and they're not that expensive yeah you know um so get a food scale we actually have two at home and Donald has one at I his keep office. One at work, and uh, I uh, I openly weigh things from time to time. Openly, openly, with unabashedly. Yes, as opposed to a secret weigher. Um. So, uh, so actual hard tools that you will need uh, at home or uh, at work are uh, measuring cups, measuring spoons, and a scale. Um, it is a small price to pay. You also need. You probably have a smartphone. You need an app, maybe, to uh, to actually do the tracking. So there are uh, a number of uh, great apps that you can use uh, to track your calories. Donald also suggested a pen and paper. Yeah. If you are a person who has pen and paper, um, you can do that. But um, back a... back the first time I did Weight Watchers, um, you know, that's what we had. Like, you know, we smart... had like an actual spiral bound diary. Yeah. That we Smartphones wrote in. weren't a thing, and we wrote down what we ate, and we tracked our points uh, at that point. Headed back to the apps for a minute. There are so many. We happen to use the Fitbit app because we actually wear Fitbits, so it's a one-stop shop for us yeah it tracks um, our uh, tracks our activity and our uh, our food what we eat yeah uh so there's my fitness pal i track bites spark people lose it chronometer uh and like i said the pen and paper there are many different apps um and you know tracking calories can be daunting or tracking what you're eating if you're not tracking calories can be daunting um and it can create a lot of anxiety and um you know getting over that anxiety is a big big part of the first step in this getting overwhelmed about counting calories is a choice and over analyzing and trying to find the perfect app that is going to change everything it, it doesn't really matter which one you use um it's not magic it's consistency and yeah if you're somebody who's paralyzed by too many choices just flip a coin or you know point at your screen you know search for fitness health tracking apps in your app store and just grab one grab the first one exactly and um it's not about perfection it's about tracking data over time and i know we talked um about uh, gretchen rubin in the past talking about um we monitor what we measure um i spent uh the better part of 41 years just 
you know, not tracking calories. You know, I did Weight Watchers on and off. But when I felt like I failed, like I had let the system down, I would quit. Yeah. And um, this isn't about being prisoner to some electronic overlord or prisoner to Weight Watchers or my fitness pal. I, for one, welcome our electronic <laughs> overlords. Um, it is a tool. It is a tool to track your food choices. It's not you've been bad, you've been good. It's just data. And calories matter. Um, I know not everyone counts calories. Um, there are people who do it, other plans, intuitive eating, keto, and that kind of thing. For me, Counting calories is like having a budget. It is like paying cash for my food each day. When I don't track, it's like using a credit card. And I'm worrying about paying it off with interest at some point, but I'm not really yeah, even that, paying that attention. Yeah, that bill will come due. And it, it comes due on the scale. Um, and, you know, some people have asked me, you know, I've been in maintenance uh, basically for the last year. Um, and... People have said like, oh, well, isn't, you know, it doesn't seem fair to have to track or, oh, it just seems like so much time. What fair got me was up to 300 pounds. Yeah. Like that was the price of my intuitive eating of my, you know, I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. For me, calories are bumpers on the side to make sure that I stay within a, a target range. Now, we're not going to talk about how many calories you should have a day. Um, that's probably a whole other episode with many more experts included, but there are many different, uh, resources on the internet to talk about what your calorie goal should be. Uh, I am eating, I will tell you much more than I did every other time I've dieted before I would do these starvation 1100 calorie diets. And I would say using my Fitbit and walking, um, when I was at 250 pounds, I was eating uh, a little bit over 2000 calories a day. So I think you can eat a lot more than you think you can based on what, um, really, uh, many fitness professionals suggest, uh, so, yes, uh, but we're not going to talk about that. But we're not going to talk about <laughs> it. But anyway, so we're not we're not going to go into that. We're just going to talk about the nuts and bolts of of how to track. Um, and and I'm going to say first of all, tracking in imperfect you know imperfectly I think is really important and not giving up. Um, I gave up on Weight Watchers 20 times, and with each quit, I gained 10 or 15 pounds until I was ready to go back to Weight Watchers. Yeah. So this time. When I decided to track calories, I just just decided I would do it without judgment, and I would just not stop. And um, eighteen months later, I'd hit my goal weight, and now I've just been for the last fifteen months just sort of trying to even myself out. But it has been—it's so good not to like have to guess about it. It's yeah, just, for sure. It's data, and it's out there. It's not a shock. Yeah, and we've we've talked about this on other episodes, but you know. Math doesn't care what's fair. Your body doesn't care what's fair. You know, the amount of food that you eat is the amount that you eat, and it's going to affect you the same way, whether it's fair or not, that it affects you. Exactly. So that fear of tracking, of owning your choices, um, you can go back to the One Weird Trick episode if you want to hear more about all the things we did except for being honest with ourselves. And I think that honesty in tracking is something that has been critical to the change in this journey for me. So being able to, um, like I said, imperfectly track, you don't, you know, it, I didn't get to 300 pounds because of my cherry tomato habit. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not <laughs> be a lot of cherry tomatoes. It's not about 
perfection. It's just about consistency. Um, so Donald, what, uh, what would you say might be the first, uh, the, the, the easiest place to start with tracking calories? Well, the easiest place is packaged foods. Um, anything with barcode that you buy at the grocery store is pretty easy to track. Um, it, they all have calories on them. Uh, if you have a smartphone, um, the fitness apps that we mentioned, MyFitnessPal, Fitbit, etc., you can scan the barcodes of these foods, and most of them will turn up. It'll tell you how many calories are in a serving. The one thing you have to really watch out for is the number of servings that are in a package because um, some packages are deceiving. Um, Seems like to me that there would be one serving. Like a pint of ice cream to me is one serving. (laughs) And a lot of pints of ice cream claim they have four servings in them. And, uh, you know... I would eat the whole thing. Well, and I was, there was some frozen lo mein noodle thing that I ate before I started tracking calories. And I was like, oh, it's so satisfying. I've never been more satisfied by a lunch. And then I made the mistake, question mark, of actually <laughs> looking at the calories. And it was 2.5 servings per package. And oh, I was, boy. and it was like, 400 calories per serving and i was like i feel so full i was like that's because i didn't look at the the small print like so really paying attention to uh to portion size is uh is very helpful and like donald said everything has a barcode usually except for like produce uh yeah or vegetable well you said produce vegetables are produce (laughs) (laughs) um your legumes uh you know there are some things that are maybe more complicated but like don't don't get bogged down with the complicated. Like, you know, if, if right now all you can manage are, is, uh, tracking your lean cuisine meals, uh, you know, and your, um, you know, your hamburger rolls and stuff like that, everything with a barcode is really simple to, to account for. Yeah. And, uh, it's easy. Um, what is a little less easy are things that you cook at home. Um, uh, you may have to, you know, you may follow a recipe. You may not even follow a recipe. You may not be used to following a recipe. But um, my fitness pal has a very nice uh, recipe calculator. You put in the ingredients, and it'll figure out what the amount of calories per serving are for you. Yeah, and I think the the big, you know, I joked about the tomatoes right now, like. Focus on the big ticket items. If it if if a recipe calls for you know a cup of broccoli, like I don't have a broccoli problem. I have a yeah. I have a cheese sauce problem. So yeah, I, if I you didn't get to my heaviest by too much broccoli, right? So if you want to estimate your broccoli in the app, usually they have you know like five florets of broccoli or whatever estimate it it's not the problem but measuring actually your cup of cheese sauce like that's where the the power is you know i used to eat i realized a thousand to fifteen hundred calories of hummus and crackers and butter every night yeah um just as my snack before dinner it must be my thyroid (laughs) um so Measuring those big ticket items are important. So if you use your food scale, you can measure out how much you're using. Usually they have a zero out feature, which means you can put like a cup or a bowl on top of the scale, hit the zero button, and then it it uh, it goes back down to zero. You can load up your peanut butter or your cheese sauce, and it measures it in ounces or grams. Donald, what is the benefit of grams over ounces? Uh 
I feel like grams are a little more accurate because they're divided up into smaller units and um and a lot of the packaging, a lot of the prepackaged foods come measured in grams. Yeah, so if um you know, an ounce of cheese sort of like a heaping tablespoon of uh, of anything. It's like the grams are just much more detailed. So um, I didn't use those in my past uh, when I was doing Weight Watchers, but I almost feel like it actually works in my favor uh, on uh, now that I'm counting calories. So I enjoy the grams. So- yeah, I mean, it's technically the same thing, but the grams are just a smaller unit, so it's a little more accurate. Um, and, and, you know, you don't get that sort of in-between 6.4 ounces and yeah. 6.5 like, ounces like it, every gram is a gram it's like using inches instead of feet yeah like eh, it's about that much so you just get a much more accurate uh measurement and that really matters with things like peanut butter butter any other butter you can think of mayonnaise <laughs> mayonnaise uh cheese um cheese it's uh, <laughs> lots anything heavy fat heavy carb uh high sugar i think it's it's really important so um yeah, and um, it, getting back to recipes, um, you can weigh weigh out each of your servings um, and figure out, you know, divide them into equal servings, three, four, five, whatever it is, um, or do your best to estimate, like, all right, I'm going to divide this recipe into four servings, and maybe each serving is not weighed exactly right because it's just too inconvenient with your food scale, but the point is that you're going to get close and you're doing something um, to measure your calories well, or it, your, your food intake. And two, if you make lasagna at home and, you know, or you're, someone else makes it and you don't know how much is in it, because that does happen. Someone else is, is the primary uh, cook in the house. You can just go into the app and type in vegetable lasagna and it will come up with maybe five or six different vegetable lasagna. What's the plural of lasagna? Lasagnes. Lasagnes. Yeah. Um, just pick the middle. Pick whatever is kind of the average. Pick, Donald sometimes chooses yeah, sometimes the high I'll, number. I'll, I'll choose the high calorie one um, or the middle calorie one. Uh, I, I avoid the temptation of choosing the lowest calorie one because I figure rarely am I lucky enough <laughs> choosing the low that I'm one. ingesting the lowest calorie one. But um, you know, if you if you pick the the middle one, the middle high one, the high one, you're probably pretty safe, and you're going to get close. Yeah, and it's about the consistency of what you're doing, not the perfection of it. And I think that that idea of trying to be perfect is what keeps people from doing it because they feel, you know, perfectionism. I think actually is a loophole that we use. Like, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not yeah. going to do it at all. And as revenge, I'm going to have a second slice, and then I'm also going to eat a sleeve of. Cheerios, or no, <laughs> Cheerios don't come in sleeves. Uh, Chips Ahoy, Chips Ahoy, they come yeah. in sleeves. So it's that like you punish yourself for not being accurate by eating more food. So just do yourself a favor. Yeah, it's more of that all or nothing, you know, attitude that is so hard to shake. It was so hard for me to shake the if I can't be perfect and I shouldn't do anything attitude. And, you know, it's just important to do something and and move on and or do the best that you can. Yeah, and I also, uh, one item that I didn't mention as a a great tool is just taking a photo in the moment if you can. Um, I have gone out to eat with family and there are so many people Instagramming food. Um, You know, obviously if we were in a a fancy restaurant, I wouldn't do it, but uh, we went went to- (laughs) Why not? Welcome to the French Laundry. (laughs) Snap, snap. Um, But 
We went out to a cafe and I ordered a salad with dressing on the side. It was delicious. And uh, I took a picture of it, but I thought to myself, I remember what I ate. It'll be fine. And then uh, we got home and I looked at the picture and I was like, oh, yeah, there was a pretzel roll in there wah, with wah. butter that I also ate that I didn't track. So uh, sometimes photos tell uh, a really terrible story about the truth about what you did. So snap a photo. If you're at a business lunch or something like that and it's not kosher to do that, write it down. Make it look like you're taking copious notes about exciting business opportunities. Um, but don't worry about the, the, the perfection of it. Just um, put something in as a, um, a bookmark. Put something in just to kind of keep a placeholder and yeah. uh, move forward to the next day. And one of the, the hardest parts of this is tracking things out when you're out at restaurants. Um, you know, we don't eat out nearly as much as we used to. And I think that's one of the keys to our weight loss success was greatly reducing the number of meals that we had out. But they still happen and we still like to do it. Um, but, you know, some of the tips we've already given about um, just go into the app, take the most... Uh, the highest calorie uh, option, the medium calorie option, take a photo um, and guesstimate. Also, a lot of uh, chain restaurants have calories on their website and some non-chain restaurants even have them on their menus. You know how, um, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Halloween time and there's spooky stories. I feel like as an adult reading just the calories on <laughs> a uh, Cheesecake Factory menu or a Yard House menu is terrifying like yeah, these sure. are not single serving portions and um knowing that if you're going to a chain restaurant um, and even if you're not if you're going to a restaurant that is not a chain restaurant you can probably expect to be using six to eight hundred calories on whatever lunch you're getting yeah and on an, a dinner entree probably 900 to 2000 calories depending on the, yeah uh and, and try and, try and be honest with yourself, understanding that, you know, what we've said about perfection, you know, just because you're eating one meal out, don't throw away the rest of the day. Well, and I had looked um, on the P.F. Chang uh, Chinese restaurant website, and I was looking for a healthy option. Shrimp is healthy. Oh, yeah. I talked about this on another episode. Yeah. Shrimp is uh, one gram per calorie. So you get a, a nice big uh, bunch of shrimp. That's like 100 100 grams, 100 calories. That's a low-calorie option. They had uh, a dish called, like, cool shrimp with delightful melon. Mmm, that sounds great. Like, it was 1,400 calories. Yeah. I don't know where they got the calories. I think they just sprinkled them on somehow. But, like, it's... <laughs> They're soaking that shrimp in something. But it sounded like, oh, like, oh, cool, refreshing melon. Like, it's basically, you know, I'm losing weight just looking at it. So, um realizing that flavor comes at a high price. Um, so, um, so, uh, so estimating, estimating for out, I think is, uh, is a helpful tool avoiding, uh, I know this is off subject, but like avoid the, like the bread basket and, and the, Oh, let me try that. And do you want the extra double size on things? Like yeah. it's, it's all going to add up. Just stick to the meal. Uh, with but if you do have those things, you know, weigh it, measure it, track it. I know maybe you can't weigh it at a restaurant, but, um, do your best. Yeah. And Donald talked to you. Speaking of tracking, um, you also pre-track. Do you want to oh, talk yeah. a little bit about that? This is some like PhD level activity. Yeah. If you're just starting, maybe don't try this. Um, I didn't do this till I was well along my adventure but 
Um, I I have been called extreme for doing this, but too I, hot for tea. <laughs> when I when I go to work in you know on the weekends, I do some food prep. I I do grocery shopping. During the week, I bring a cooler bag um, with food to work, and in the morning, I pre-track everything that goes into that bag. Basically, the bag gets me through till dinner time, and I put all the calories into my Fitbit app ahead of time, and then I know I can eat everything in that bag before dinner, and I know exactly how many calories I'm going to have. Well, and it's kind of like, you feel like you're kind of being... Um... I don't know, indulgent because you've already tracked it. So when you actually eat it, you're like, it's free yeah. because you already like paid in advance. It's like yeah. paying for a trip before you take it. Like, well, and it takes the pressure off of me during the day to try and remember like, oh, wait, what did I just have? Did I, did I have a yogurt earlier or was that yesterday? Well, and going back, like I remember the first week that I tracked when I was on this last time journey and it, every ounce of my body it was like don't do it don't do it it's hard it's not like oh it's yeah, not it, fair it feels like homework at first and you know what now the first week when you're populating the food that you're eating i would probably hazard a guess that you're eating the same two or three breakfasts a week you're having the same two or three lunches yeah like it, that's not if, that if complicated. If you're like me, you don't have a lot of variety. You're eating a lot of the same things over and over. Yeah. Again. So the great part about the uh, the apps that we use, like Fitbit, keeps a running tab of my most recent foods. So like the top twenty five or thirty things that I have yeah. eaten most recently, and then it also has my favorite foods. So the things I eat most frequently. So uh, yogurt, ham, Swiss cheese, my half and half that I have. Um, you know, the yeah, and it keeps top. those things up front so I can just select them automatically. And then you can also designate favorite foods, you know, like a My Foods tab that you can just go to if there's things that, that aren't showing up on there that you want to be able to add uh, all the time. So it takes me, I think at this point, maybe four minutes a day. Yeah. Maybe if I'm eating something like complicated and, and off off menu that I usually don't have. But it's it's so much better than weighing 100 pounds more than I do right yeah. now. Like, it is really easy. It takes the guesswork out. Um, and on times, like, we've gone away on vacation, and I have had really indulgent days, and I have uh, not tracked. But what I do track is I just put in just 3,000 calories. I just say, like, ate all the food. 3,000 calories, <laughs> you know, went to Chicago. Ate all the food. I Actually, I have all the food no, as one of my I know, things. I know, I know, it's I'll post funny. it on Instagram. It's still funny. But like you go to Chicago for the weekend and you're not tracking and you're having a good time. It doesn't mean you start again January 1st. It means that you just start like when you get back. So um, I put in 3,000 calories a day. It sort of tells me those are the days that I was overindulgent and I just own it and move forward. It's not about those occasional times when you're off track or when you're out of town or you have family in town, but it just keeps it honest. And I think I've said this before, there are no cheat days. Like you're not the Hamburglar. There's yeah. no robbing. You're not like, you know, the goose that laid the golden egg, like climbing Jack's beanstalk. Yeah. What are you cheating on? Like yourself? I mean, you know, you're just eating food. You're a person eating food. Yeah. And it's not, there's no cheating. It's, it's not good or bad. Food is food. There are, I, I prefer to call them indulgences, um, 
or just all the food, which is fine. <laughs> but putting a value judgment on yourself and having shame around, you know, going to a Dodger game and eating uh, maybe ice cream served in a baseball hat, which oh, yeah. has happened to me before. <laughs> so much better in a baseball mm, hat. Yeah, Why maybe. Is that? Do you think um, that, um, I don't know, who can you think of is very classy? Do you think the Queen of England um, eats out of baseball hats? I'm going to say she doesn't probably. probably. Not, Coco she's Chanel. missing out. Coco Chanel is not eating out of buckets and all you can eat things. Um, so just owning your choices, I think, is uh, is what we're trying to say. Doing it imperfectly and being willing to do the best that you can and see what happens with the data. Yeah, and, and over time, it becomes second nature. I mean, it's just something that we do. It's not, it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like homework. It's just something that is now part of our daily routine. It is a lifelong sustainable habit that we have built up over time. But Donald, you're at goal, so shouldn't you just be able to go back and do whatever you want now? Maybe I should be able to, but no, that is not how it works. It is not how it works. And I think I used to think of it as a short-term solution. But as with anything in our lives, um, our bank accounts, our credit card statements, uh, our mortgage payments, if we don't pay attention, if we uh, go loosey-goosey, as some might say, um, we're not going to make progress. We're going to make bigger and more frequent mistakes um, we're going to go out and enjoy more indulgences and assume that the uh, shrimp uh, surprise is five <laughs> calories instead of surprise. Turns out the surprise 1500 is... calories. Um, so it's just about that consistency. And it is worth the price. We pay a price for the indulgences that we make. We pay a price for not tracking. And whether you're taking a photo of your food, whether you're planning it in advance, or you're tracking it after you've eaten it, um, that is a much more sustainable price to pay than to just guess at why you're not losing weight. Yeah, and to find yourself uh, at a much heavier weight than where you want to be. Well, and in the end... It's calories in and calories out. If you eat more calories than you burn, you gain weight. If you eat and burn the same amount of calories, you stay the same weight. <laughs> if you eat fewer calories than you burn, you lose weight. Like, there are three choices. So whatever you're doing right now, tracking your weight over time, tracking your calories over time, it tells you a story. It tells you a story about your choices. And it is very clear to me right now based on my uh, pancake enthusiast summer <laughs> that I, I had a lot of 3,000 calorie days. And guess what? I was up at my highest weight uh, since last summer when I enjoyed many indulgences. <laughs> I have been tracking my calories and I am down at my lowest weight since, uh, since Christmas. So it feels really good to have the data, know why the scale is moving. It is not a miracle. It is not a wonder. It is not a surprise. It's the data. The data is telling the story of my choices. And it's a way, uh, if you if you don't track anything, then how are you going to know what's working and what isn't? I was almost going to say track is whack, but it's not. Like, it's the opposite of <laughs> it's it. It's the opposite. It is the opposite of it.
Well, I think uh, I think that's all we have to say on that for now. I think so. I think it's time now for the product of the week. Pow! Pow! So uh, we are going to take you to the fine country of France. Oh. France. Ooh uh, la la. For, uh, I wish we had like a Parisian song in the background. <laughs> but I don't think we have rights to those. So um, we are going to suggest to our fine listening audience a demitasse spoon demitasse spoon Ooh, what is la, that? La. um so spoons come in many sizes um there is a tablespoon <laughs> a teaspoon are you just gonna name all the sizes i'm just, gonna, I'm just naming <laughs> spoons uh demitasse means smaller than you think uh no <laughs> no uh, they're, but, they're also called coffee spoons they're yeah. basically little tiny spoons little tiny like an american doll might have and Uh, you can get a set of 12 of them for like eight dollars on amazon yeah or if you go uh most of the grocery stores that we go to have a little home goods section where they sell you know plates and forks and knives and they're just like the really tiny small they're probably like as long as your pointer finger um small spoons and what the reason that they are so amazing is that you eat uh smaller bites and are able to enjoy a food longer than yeah. if you had a giant shovel. Yeah, it, it, it sort of forces you into making your, your food last longer. And um, psychologically, at least for me, um, it makes me feel like I'm getting more food. Yeah, so when I have uh, Halo Top, when I have yogurt, um, when I have anything that I want to savor, I use these really small spoons. And uh, they make the portion last longer uh they help me savor it they that which helps me stay fuller longer because i'm not you know before if i used a giant tablespoon it would just be gone in four bites and and, <laughs> and gone so it seems i used to use a garden shovel <laughs> it it a seems trowel. um insignificant but in the last three years i have paid close attention to using much smaller plates much smaller bowls and using smaller spoons uh, to uh, to eat my food. Uh, I think I use normal forks. Forks aren't my <laughs> issue. Uh, small forks are, are are not what I do. Um, but the, using a spoon for desserts uh, has really helped me. Using it for yogurt has helped me. Um, and all these little sort of tools and tricks yeah, all they, build they up. up. They all build up. All of it is mindset. Um, you know, you can track calories, and we've talked a lot about the mindset of the journey and knowing that every little bit adds up and owning your choices matters, making it easier for yourself to do something that is helpful for yourself, um, knowing what works, knowing what doesn't work. Um, so for me, all these little, these tools add up to a plan that makes me feel satisfied. Yeah. And speaking of things that are going to help you, listening to this podcast is one of them. They just did it. We are We Only Look Thin. And you can find us on Facebook. Or on Instagram. I will post a picture of what spoons look like. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have done that before, but I'll post it again. It, uh... I, I will put a link in the show notes to some uh, spoons you can buy on Amazon. And uh, you can also, uh, we tweet occasionally at We Only Look Thin. 
let's see, Facebook and Instagram, you can send us an email. How do you use spoons? Uh, let us know. At, uh, we <laughs> if you only- have any weighing and measuring tips and tricks, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so you can email us at weonlylookthin.com. And uh, there is so much more to cover on the topic of calories, but hopefully this has given you an overview of how we make it work for us. And if we've done something that uh, said something that might help you, uh, please go to iTunes and uh, rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. Um, A five-star review would be great, um, but we also would enjoy some constructive criticism. I don't like criticism, but... You read the comments. I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll just organize my spoons. All right, save your criticism for emails. You can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. If you've made it this long, you obviously enjoy us. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, we just love doing this so much and uh, are just so grateful to, uh, I don't know, three years ago, I don't think we could have inspired people to buy no, spoons. No, We're telling people not. to buy spoons. They're going to go buy spoons. So um, <laughs> if you are inspired to buy spoons... If you are inspired to buy French-sounding spoons... Oh, yeah. Uh, just, ooh la la. Ooh la la. Uh, remember, whatever continent you're on, that Donald and I are... An, an inspiration. Asian, <laughs> The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.